0: and you shall receive. Today I'm breaking down the nine pillars of financial services. Get ready to take down some notes and a ton of resources as well. Are you tired of the traditional money advice? Me too. Bienvenida. Welcome to the Her Money Matters podcast. Join me each week for down-to-earth money conversations that will leave you with more confidence and inspiration to help you take control of your money. And you will probably learn some Spanish along the way too. ¿Lista? You ready? Empecemos pues. Let's get started. Hey, hey, hey. ¿Qué hubo? What's going on? This is... Jen Hemphill, your host. Today, it is just you and me. I have had questions about the financial services industry, so I thought for today, I would dedicate this episode to breaking down what this industry looks like, just giving you this big overall picture. In today's episode, you're going to learn the exact nine pillars of financial services, of course, from my viewpoint. You're going to learn the differences in between financial advisors and financial counselors because I get that confusion all the time. And I'm going to give you a small note on nonprofits that you need to always keep in mind. Before we get into all that, I wanted to do our weekly shout-out or la mención semanal, and this week it goes to Alexis. Alexis shares something with the group, and I really admire and respect her for this because she had a moment of reflection, a moment of really understanding who she is as a person, uh, what her strengths are, her weaknesses. And she reached out to the group for some support uh, because she knew when she has some extra money that she might just go ahead and spend it. So she reached out for the group for support in terms of where could she put this money to good use in terms of investment. So I thought that was fantastic. So I wanted to give you a high five and a fist bump, Alexis. And moving on to today's content. Now, today the intent is not to dive deep into each of these pillars, but more so to provide you a simple and broad overview. I'm not going to get into the gritty details of each just because you and I would be here for hours and I know you have things to do. (laughs) By now, you know my motto, keep it as simple as possible. So here we go. Now, they aren't going to be mentioned in any particular order. So there's no reason why I did it in this order. It's just how I uh, mapped it out when I was uh, prepping for this episode. So again, I came up with nine pillars. Others, especially those of you in the personal finance space, may do this a little differently, and that's quite okay. But this is how I put together these different services, and there might be some that I uh, missed accidentally. So the first one is wealth building. And wealth building would consist of financial advisors or, and financial planners. And just FYI, there are differences between what's called a financial advisor and a financial planner, where the financial advisor is just the broad term for someone who helps you manage your money. And the financial planner is one type of financial advisor. I'm going to link an article in the show notes that will explain it better. So make sure you go to the show notes. In fact, make sure you go to the show notes today for sure, because there's going to be a lot of resources that I mentioned that I'm going to link up. This is probably going to be the longest list of links in the show notes that I have done to date. So in wealth building, again, we have financial advisors and financial planners. And then we have the robo advisors, which is fairly new. And as the name indicates, it provides personal finance, but just on the data information you provide. So robo robotic. It's automatic. Uh, and it's not necessarily a bad thing, especially if it gets you to invest, just make sure that you shop around for the lowest fees possible. But I have to say nothing beats a human being. Just having a human being to talk to about this is so much better. Robo-advisors, again, are a bad thing, but nothing beats just the magic of a human being. Number two, the second pillar is, I called it the financial wellness slash education. And in this pillar, I am lumping financial or money coaches, financial counselors, and financial therapy. So with financial and money coaches, really it's anyone who has a heart or passion can be a money coach. It is not a regulated field like financial advisors, but there are organizations that have programs to teach you how to be a money coach. They focus in the specifics, not just how to be a coach because there's life coaches and business coaches and all that, but more specifically on how to be a money coach. Right. Then there's financial, financial counselors like me. And this is where, again, this is where I fall under. And this area is not regulated like the financial advisors, but in a sense, it is regulated in terms of maintaining ethical standards within the organization where we get the financial counseling accreditation, which is AFCPE. I also promised you to distinguish the difference between a financial counselor and a financial advisor or a financial planner, because the fact remains, still to this day, I still get confused or any of us who are in the financial counseling field get confused and are called financial advisors or financial planners. Well, that term has been around for a lot longer than a financial counselor. So that's what people know. But there is a distinct difference in between what a financial counselor does versus what a financial planner or financial advisor. So really the difference is I cannot provide you advice as to what to invest in, uh, how much money you need in for retirement. I don't have those fancy calculators uh, to help figure that out. I can educate you on what a Roth RIA is, what a traditional RIA is, and the stocks and bonds and what all those are, but I cannot give you advice in terms of investment. So I just wanted to clarify that. Then financial therapy is a newer field that was formed back in actually 2010, and that theory is more focused on the emotional component in terms of it being more of a traumatic experience. So something related with money, whether an experience in childhood that really had a trauma or a a long-term effect, a negative long-term effect, and this is where you would seek financial therapy. Okay. So that's the second pillar. So we've got the wealth building, then the financial wellness and uh, slash education. And then the third one that I put is just simple. Banking, money management. So that's where your banks fall into, your credit unions, all those sorts. And I don't think I need to go into more detail here, right? So that's number three. Number four is just the borrowing. So when you use a credit card, You know, have a bank loan, a student loan, any debt consolidation services, any credit counseling services to help you manage debt. There is a resource that I'm linking on how to find a legit or a credible credit counseling service. So make sure that if you are in need of someone to help you manage your debt, and of course, credit counseling services can do that. And there is a resource in the show. Before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you. Notes that will help you find a credit counseling service and knowing what to ask. So just again, make sure that today is definitely the day that you must go to the show notes uh, just to get all these resources. All right. So that's the borrowing. That's the fourth pillar. The fifth pillar is credit in terms of like your credit score, your uh, credit bureaus, credit repair. There's services out there to help you repair your credit, but actually you can do this for free. And there is actually again a link in the resource section of the show notes where it tells you step by step how to do it. And this is, doesn't come from me. Uh, it actually comes from the FTC. So just make sure you can actually, there's a printable. You can download, uh, literally the how to repair your credit and it's, it's free. There are also credit monitoring services where the, company monitors your credit for a fee. But did you know you can do this for free? And I'm going to tell you really super quick how to do it for free. So there's a website, and again, it'll be linked in the show notes called annualcreditreport.com. And in that website, you are by law, you're eligible to receive your credit report, one credit report per credit bureau a year. So there's Three credit bureaus, that means you can get up to three credit reports for the year. So again, one credit report for each of the credit bureaus. You're eligible by law to get one a year. So how you monitor it for free is you request your credit report from one bureau every single quarter. So therefore, you are able to take a look at the credit report in January. Then again, the next quarter from the other bureau and the following quarter from the final bureau. And there you go. You are monitoring your credit on your own and you are doing it for free. And there's a lot of nonprofits in terms of credit repair, credit monitoring services. But just make sure the note that I want to I want you to make sure to keep in your mind nonprofits. Doesn't always equate to being credible. Now, I'm not saying all nonprofits are bad. I'm absolutely not saying that. I'm just saying as we tend to think nonprofits, oh, (laughs) everything's good. It's a nonprofit. No harm done. Nonprofits, you just have to make sure that they're credible, that they're, you know, that they have a good record as well. Just because they're nonprofit doesn't mean that they don't do bad business, right? Again, it's not to say all nonprofits are like that but just something to keep in mind. So that is the fifth pillar, credit. The sixth pillar is taxes. So with taxes, you've got the IRS, you've got accountants, tax filing businesses. That's That's just as simple as that. Well, you know, taxes are complicated, but I don't think I need to go into all that. So that's the sixth pillar. The seventh pillar is wealth protection. So when I'm talking about wealth protection, I'm talking about insurance. I'm talking about estate planning. I'm talking about all the wills and other legal documents that you may or may not have, but you should, right? So those that is um, meant to protect you and it essentially protects your wealth too. So that is number seven, is the wealth protection. Number eight, I just called it convenient services. So these are services that you need to stay away from, for a lack of a better term. Uh, Because it is convenient, uh, they come with a higher price. So predatory lenders, pawn shops, rent to own. So they provide you uh, loans, right? Uh, they loan you money, but at a very, very steep price. So again, these just are more convenient. And because of that convenience, and it's really more targeted to, to individuals that don't have necessarily the best credit, you're stuck with really high fees. So if anything possible, stay away from this pillar, if you will. So that's number eight. And number nine is the Consumer Protection Services. So we've got the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau that's at the uh, federal level. That is a great resource. Definitely look that up and I'll have a link in the show notes as well. With the Consumer Financial Protection Services on the federal and state level, this is where you would go and check out the different organizations that you're looking into getting help from. So that way, you know, do they have a good record? Is this someone, an organization that I can trust? So I have links for that in the show notes. So you can go and search at your state. Where is the consumer protection services? What number can I call? How can I check into this organization that I'm wanting to get help from? All right. So that's the federal and state level. Then other consumer protection service, can, uh, there's another one called the United States Trustee Program. And that is basically, they have a list of credit counseling services. Then there is the United States Trustee Program. And with this program, again, I will have a link in the show notes. Uh, they have a list of credit counseling services that are approved to provide pre-bankruptcy counseling. So if you're considering bankruptcy and you don't know if it's a good idea for you, if you go to this website, they they can provide that list of credit counseling services that are already approved so you can get in touch with them and talk to someone to see if this is a good, if it's something that you should consider or if there is another avenue that you can take instead of filing bankruptcy. So That is it. I hope that you have found that helpful. Again, this is my view in terms of just an overview of the pillars of financial services. And again, I broke it down into nine. Other people might do it uh, differently, but that's completely okay. Let me know if you have any questions. If you're still needing some clarity, let me know in our community, in our Facebook group. I'm not an expert in all of these services, obviously, but I can definitely point you in the right direction. So don't keep quiet. Let me know and I'll be more than happy to help you. So I hope you found it helpful. Again, if you are still needing to gain clarity in your financial life while looking, into any of these services, my worksheet called My Daily Money Ritual can help. It's a simple worksheet that helps you regroup your financial life. Your free copy is already waiting on you over at jennepill.com forward slash ritual. Next week, we are going to be talking about healthcare costs and reducing our costs with healthcare insurance, with an expert. So I have an expert for you uh, that we're gonna be talking to about that. So that's gonna be a good one. Don't miss it. That is a wrap for today. I am happy that you were here and available to tune into the show. You can check out the show notes over at jenhempill.com forward slash 156. In fact, I encourage it because there's a ton of resources you need to check out uh, from today's show. And also don't forget, if you love this episode or if you love this podcast, it would absolutely mean the world to me if you share it with your friend, co-worker, family member, or even a stranger. We never really know what is going on or the to the extent or the problems that a person may be having financially. So just a sheer fact of sharing this episode or this podcast with someone can make the world of a difference. So I appreciate you listening and we will talk again next no vamos, hablaremos el próximo jueves. Chao.